All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 447 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today, we've got five people on the board, which is really nice. Daniel, welcome back. Happy holidays. I'm so glad that in Europe, they treat you properly. So you get about, well, how, how many weeks do you get off now? Eight, nine, ten? Uh, no, not, not, nowhere near. But I get at least, uh, you know, somewhere around 20, 20 days off. So three, roughly three weeks. Wow. I could, I could what? use one or two more. I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the re- the rest of us schmucks, um, well, Ken, 69th Blizzard, St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie, and someone else who's uh, kind of halfway between Canada and Scandinavia, Mark. Greetings. Uh, you get days off up north, or at least you get oh, yeah. snowed in. So yes. there we go. All right, today we don't have any real topics done, so... Um, Mark, I know that you have some very good news, and I know that a lot of our listeners and followers do also um, follow your project, Gemini and Dark Monarchy and uh, Third Lower Collective projects. Um, but you got good news for people this week, don't you? Yes, the, the time has come, finally, my, my people who have been waiting. Thank you, thank you for your patience. I am pleased to say that the Project Gemini vinyl has arrived, finally, after nine months of waiting, it has come. It's been birthed. Yes, that's all. So uh, this is, of course, number one, because I keep the first ones. But uh, just really quickly to just show you what you are waiting for. I mean, some of these things you already saw. You saw the cover. uh, You saw the the download card, right? Uh, There's also... There was a little poster that comes with it that highlights all the releases of the Project Gemini collective there. And, uh, of course, you have the full-color booklet that comes with it with the lyrics and everything. Jason Pollan, who's also a member of this board, I believe he's on – I'm not sure what his handle is. I I think it's – it might be the Darko guy. I don't remember offhand, so if I'm wrong, sorry. But – uh, yeah, he did all the that stuff, all the artwork, layout stuff, and he does, did a great job. But then, of course, this is what we were waiting for all this time, the vinyl, and it's a it's like a marbled brown. You, it's hard to see it on here, but it's kind of like a root beer marbled color. And the, the center yeah. labels that he did were, were really nicely done on this. He He's always done a wonderful job with the design aesthetic that goes into those center rings. That, yeah. as a collector... You know, when we had great center rings on Kiss albums like Creatures of the Night, um, Unmasked, and yeah. even, you know, Dynasty. music from The Elder and <laughs> yeah. Dynasty, you know, th- those were the ones in America, at least primarily. I know Canada had a few other ones that were slightly different uh, with a little, a little bit more pleasing. Just a, a really important part of the package. Are you happy with the color? Uh, yes. Because obviously when you pick it out, and Tom Germain found this, you know, when he placed the order for the creatures blue, that it came out dark blue instead of light blue as requested. Did your color selection 
you know, make you happy. Well, well, basically, I told them what color I wanted. And within the root beer <clears throat> brown, there's a lot of different shades in the palette. And I told William, I go, listen, I'm going to leave it in your hands. I trust you. And this is what I found has worked best for, for my artwork and for this. Let the people who work on this on a daily basis, let them be the experts and let them do their job. And it's always turned out best that way. So I'm very happy with the color of that of this, that how it came out. But I want to just say one more thing. Most of my supporters are very pleased about this aspect of all my releases. And please, if you're an independent record company and you don't do this, please do it. It only costs a couple of extra cents. Poly lined inner sleeves. Okay, none of this paper sleeve bullshit. I mean, how many times I bought these $50 albums and they come in these crappy paper sleeves and there's paper shit all over the vinyl? Like, come on, man. I'm a little small one man independent organization in Canada and I can afford to get polyline sleeves for my records. I'm very sure you can too. Stop being a cheap asshole and do it. Come on, okay? <laughs> So, All right, so we put we put a Canadian quarter in mark for that one. What, what do you call a Canadian quarter? <laughs> Just a quarter. We call our oh, dollar okay. bills. I didn't, a know. I, didn't, we, I didn't know. Well, we call our dollar coins loonies <laughs> and toonies and stuff like that, right? But a quarter is just a quarter here. Okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah, but but th there again, thank you very much for everybody who has been waiting and being patient. I got lots of messages from people as it's come close to this time where people are saying we're we're happy, we're waiting. We know it's going to be worth waiting for, you know. Vinyl. So, and that's and that's why I'm very pleased with my supporters that they, you know, stuck or stick around for the ride. And hopefully, when the next record comes out, it won't be nearly as long a wait for this mm -hmm. kind of vinyl. So. Yeah, no. Anyone who put out puts out pro, um, you know product. You and I, you know, we are eternally grateful for those who support our projects and our yes. passions with your money, your hard-earned money. It really yeah. is um, very important. Now, has anyone bought? Oh, but one last thing on Marks is those bonus tracks kick ass. I'm not going to say what they are because that's probably your surprise. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I really I'd enjoyed like to, doing. Uh, it. I'd like, ahead, to hear an up, uh, I'd like to hear an update on Julian's new book because I, yes. I've seen some of the stuff that he's <laughs> been working on and it looks great. Uh, the stuff you did about Sweden. So, so yeah, so, so you, yeah, give you an along. update on that. Emil or Emil sent me a shit ton of Swedish uh, newspaper clippings and Emil. really, yeah, oh, well, Emil, um, Emil. Uh, you make me sound like I'm slow-witted or, or slow-witted than normal. Um, no, he sent me so much really awesome content that I've been putting together, uh, roughing out the Swedish section. I mean, there's so much I can't use at all, uh, but to see, and I was running it through my own translation stuff as well, just to see if that came up. And then I saw that he'd sent me translations as well. I mean, he really went above and beyond. Um, so, so much really, really good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I think I condensed it down to about six pages. I'm still a little bit undecided whether I'm going to bump it a couple more pages to include more of the clippings and some of the translations for it. Because Sweden you know english fans getting arrested for basically riding on the uh the ferry over to the shows you know <laughs> so many really good stories about that uh, but you know that ties back to something that mark said about letting the designers and the artists do their job you know the cover for that i came in with a concept for it gave it to claudio and said this is my concept what do you think 
And where do you want to go with that? I want the artists who work on my books, whether it's Aerosmith, Def Leppard or Kiss, to be invested in it. Because I think if you've got an artist who really digs and gets into what they're working on, you come out with a better end result. So that's Mask Hysteria. That's the update. Sweden, I'm still kind of pottering along on it, and I will over the holiday. Um, Sweden turned out to be a lot of fun. I need someone like Emil um in france and germany those are still very blank in terms of a lot of the localized newspaper features you know recently i've dug into switzerland which i've managed to take care of on my own um thank god it's french magazines and not german because there i'd be buggered um but france i need help i need a you know for the shows there in the in the popular press in the music press the same sorts of things if you've got them in your collection and you're willing to share you know it would be really nice to be able to put this together in the same quality that i've got for switzerland denmark sweden australia um this is a fan project and again nothing's being sold before it's available for everyone you know even Mm -hmm. this the roughs that everyone's seeing are a demo they're not you know, I hope to be able to engage an in-designer to do a professional, um, you know, kind of rendering of my concept after the fact. But, you know, it, it's coming along. Uh, who, who's bought some Kiss shit this week? Lonnie, you got some mail? I did. I got some mail today. I got <laughs> my Alive 2 limited edition blue and red swirl and I so tom also... got the baby tom didn't get the baby blue on the creatures vinyl so he got it in the logo for alive too and i also got the limited edition picture disc oh nice it's very cool with the stencil on on the front by the way yeah. it's really cool yeah. it's really mm-hmm. cool and i noticed one thing when mine arrived that the die cut picture disc one is larger it than... is a hair yeah. larger yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Yeah. It's also, that, that explains it. I was wondering before about the die cut thing, because when I got my record in the mail, I was wondering why this wasn't die cut. I guess the, the ones that are the swirl ones don't have the don't have the uh, die cut. It's just a right. print like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But uh, I, I lucked out in, in one sense that I was looking through here and when I took it out, they uh, they by mistake put in two copies of the tattoos in there for me, so I got they were oh, stuck together. So I have an extra thing of the tattoos. So, it's so they're, they're so they're so screwed up because like the love gun one they forgot to put in the love gun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then for the and then they put in two, they're so screwed. Yeah, look, like, I, I opened it. It was like this. I took it out, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I slid it apart, and I was like, oh wait, there's two of them in there. So nice. well, throw one up on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's a couple people out there that, uh, or I saw at least one person that did not get the tattoos. It was on Facebook. Well, now you know Mark's holding them hostage. So you have son of a bitch for a small fee for a couple of loonies for a dress to kill red vinyl. I'll give you the tattoo. I got I got that blue one too, but I'm still waiting for the die cut. um, I did get this shirt in the in the mail. uh, Oh, nice! This week. Um, so that was the t-shirts are always good on these releases that's one thing i can't complain about yeah they're nice and thick too for once i've spent more money than you on kiss this this month you did you did Mm -hmm. are are you oh the show show your tickets your your, your role 
How many six shows? Kiss, six Kiss tickets, but wow. but they're not all for wow. me. So. Oh, I'm going. Okay. Oh. So far, they're only playing two nights in in Sweden at a beautiful concert. Not really a concert hall. It's like an old quarry. Mi mine quarry, you say? Yeah. Like Red Rock. Yeah. Oh, no, sort of. no, not not like Red Rock. It's more like an open quarry. We used to ride dirt bikes in one that looked just mm. like that, with yeah. water at the bottom and all the all the yeah, sides exactly. chiseled out. And and they made it into sort sort of a a place where where artists come and, and play. And I've never been there before, so it, it would be great. So I bought first night, I'm, I'm going <clears throat> front row. Second night, I actually bought tickets for all my kids. They've never wow. seen a kids show. So I'm you. bringing, I have three daughters, you know, they're yeah. like oh, that's 14. Nice. Um, God damn, I don't know how old they are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 14, uh, 11, and 10, sort of. Somewhere around. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, I know the year they're born, but, but I'm, I'm having a hard time getting... Th thinking you know, in Swedish and doing the numbers in the English. Years go, the years go so fast, so, you know, you know. So, so, so I'm bringing them to see, uh, and then we're, we're going to be seated row, of, I think it's 15 or 20 or something, pretty close. So, so, nice. I'm, looking forward, wow. so I'm really yeah. looking forward to this summer. Nice. So, um, and I hope you guys get to go to some shows as well. I nearly bought tickets for Newcastle, Glasgow. Plymouth? And Plymouth. Uh, I don't know what my movements are going to be with, with my mom next year. Um, I've got to see my mom as much as I can. Um, mm. You know, I'll be out there in, in January, but I couldn't bring myself to buy the tickets from this new uh, promoter because they're digital. Oh, okay. I want the you freaking want the physical. I, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to tickets. Ace in February. Oh, uh, you know, I was ranting about that when I went to go and buy tickets. Um, the fees were so high on them and you don't even get a physical ticket. I was like, screw that. I'm not going to pay to go see Ace play the same old Kiss songs that I'd rather drop a bootleg on. Um, and then I remember that I'm in North Carolina for those shows anyway, so I'm glad I didn't buy mm. them because that happened to me with Public Image and the Kiss Cruise. Um, so I, I did buy one thing this week, and there's a new Kiss book. It, for those people who have to have everything, um, Kiss in the 1970s uh, is under a title called Decades. The author's a Scottish chap, um, great Glaswegian accent by the sounds of it, Peter Gallagher. Um who I'm, I, I will try and interview, I think. Um, it's a mass market book. So the sort of thing that you'd see at a, a, a Tesco or a gas station, W.H. Mm. Smith, um, okay. and out here, uh, I guess, Barnes & Noble. You know, like the Kiss FAQ publication that Dale Sherman did. It's not the arcane delve into the minutiae that James Campion did or Ken Sharp has done or Tim McFate has done on any of the subjects. Um, it, it really is more a generalized history of the band. And, you know, it, it's got some nice writing style just from the first few pages that I've been able to flip through. It's up on Amazon, so check it out if you're interested. If you got to have every single book that ever has been published about Kiss, grab it. If you think you're going to learn anything new, I'm not too sure if that's going to be the case since uh, some of my books are cited in there. So <laughs> why don't we jump into some topics? You know, it's the holiday season. Christmas is a couple of days away. Peter Chris has just had his birthday, which looked like an absolute blast um, from the photos that are now posted all mm -hmm. over the place. But we all received a gift early. 
Um, I want to get everyone's take on the Nothing to Lose Bell Sound Studio. It's People call it a demo, but basically in, I think it was September, October 73, before they went in to do the album sessions, they went into Bell Sound and quickly did a quick and dirty recording of their catalog to date for uh, Kenny Kerner and Richie Wise to select the songs that would be recorded for the first album. We know of, I think it's six or seven songs. Most of them were included on the Kiss box set in 2001. Only Nothing to Lose and Acrobat remained unreleased, and Nothing to Lose in all its glory with a bit of a taste of Acrobat dropped this week. Um, so they finally got out. Don't know how. I have some ideas. But Lonnie, I want to start with you on that. No, you didn't listen to them yet. You've been, you've been, bu- you've been that busy. What the um, heck? I, no, I'm just glad Lonnie's here today. Um, <laughs> Ken, I... get us started. You know, while Lonnie. Talks. Yeah, I, I listened to it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this is a really cool surprise. Um, especially never hearing it before. Um, and what are really, looking for? Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I, I posted that, you know, I think this is the best version of, of the song out there. Um, it's better than the album version. I like it better than the live version. I, you know, it's, 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 it's really fun, loose and fun. And it sounds like they have a good time with it, you know? Um, and, uh, I just really, really enjoy it. Um, that's what maybe the how the first album should have been produced more in that feel, that you know, sound that they had on the demo. But it was, it's really, really good. Um, so yeah, I thought about it. I well, why did this all of a sudden drop now? And then there's some speculation that you know they're you know they're doing the next box set or something, kind of like that Creatures leaks, something something to, like that, where maybe they're doing the first. <laughs> What a Kiss Grinch album. Is, a Grinch is trying box to ruin set. some future surprise. Kiss, mm. yeah, Kiss box set or Kiss, you know, no. first two album or something like that. Because it's insane, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really good. I, I was really happy to uh, to to hear it. Yeah, clearly the label has that material. Clearly the label has plans for that material at some point in the future. Um, sure. But my theory is Rachel's tapes rather than uh, having anything maybe. to do with any possible future thing. I think, you know, yeah, 2024 will be the 50th anniversary of the debut album. Um, who knows what Universal may be planning all the way down that road. But we do know that Rachel had a shitload of tapes. And who knows? I know they're not in her hands. Uh, and who knows what's been it, happening. Right? Well, I, I don't know whether they were sold or stoled. Um, you know, oh. it, 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 I, I just know that they're not in her hands anymore and that they have been digitized. And um, I know that there were a lot of very interesting ones from anyone can check out her lady space site for themselves and see the sorts of things that were included in it. When you see a tape labeled kiss rehearsal on a very old cassette shell, then that could just about be anything. Could it be this? Well, hmm. so there, there are po- the possibility of alternative sources to it coming out of universal especially since the quality so shit. So there there we go. Mark, you, you got a chance to hear it? Yeah, I, I listened to it. Uh, at first when I saw it, I thought it was just one of these like, you know, 
mislabeled thing that just some person Jokes. found something and I thought it was some, you know, mis, you know, mis, miswritten thing. And when I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. I thought it was very good. Uh, you can clearly tell that it was done at a studio. It wasn't like, you know, a, a single microphone in some rehearsal room. It was done like in a proper spot. Sounded good. Some There was obviously some differences in there, some different lead lines and different vocal things here and there. And God, no, no, no. Like a little couple of extra things in there that he did, which was interesting. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I've always been a sucker for these kind of, you know, working man's kind of, you know, recordings where they work on a song and then, you know, they build on it and build on it. I, I, I like it. I think it, it turned out really good. Uh, I think Ken might be onto something that they might have had a better sounding album if they kind of took this kind of production approach to it. I think it's a little bit rawer and I think it sounds, you know, pretty good this way. I mean, I think the problem with Kerner and them is that they were trying to make it a little too, a little bit more polished, trying to, you know, trying to ride that line between maybe let's try to get something on radio, but let's not show that we care about that too much, you know? So, but, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. And uh, yeah, I'm, I love it when these kind of things leak. Yeah. I'd never heard this before, by the way. Really? Um, so it, it was oh. new, surprise, totally surprise. new to me. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know, not everyone has heard everything. So it's still nice to get a surprise. Daniel. I think it's interesting how much stuff that has been leaked this year that we haven't heard, you know, all the way from the soundboards, you know, fr from the animalized tour, from from the uh, <clears throat> creatures tour and so on, up to this demos that ha hasn't been used on any uh, official release. So I mean, and and also the the. Uh, Loomis tapes, of course. So we've been in for a real treat this year when it comes to stuff that we haven't heard or seen before. So uh, it's been a great year that way. But it also hits you that why didn't Kiss do something with anything of this? Maybe there's legal stuff, but you don't know. But, but there's so many possibilities for them to to release great stuff that they miss. But but. That that's no news to us at least, um, but it's been a great year, and this is just another great thing that we get to hear. Uh, 2022. I mean, so many years after it was recorded, it's kind of cool that there are still a lot of stuff that we haven't heard. I mean, this year has been pretty spectacular when it comes to things that we haven't heard before. Des Moines. I, I can't think of, yeah, Des Moines and, and every 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 off the summer have, have, have been great. Uh, but I really like that cluster of creatures show that, you know, you yeah. can get a hold of. Like, <clears throat> I don't remember four or five creatures show sounding mm -hmm. really cool. The one from Toronto and uh, <clears throat> uh, Rockford and so on. So, so it's been a great year. In that way and this is just another thing that we get to enjoy yeah we'll do the best of 2022 next week live yeah. so for everyone watching you know tune in this normal time slot um next yeah. thursday and we're gonna go through what we think the best of 2022 was i think we'll have to limit it uh a little yeah. bit well um you know, Lonnie. Just quickly before Lonnie starts, uh, I tried to share some of the, uh, you know, 
some tunes from 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 the animalized tour and creatures tour but it only took like two days then elite works <laughs> hit me uh -oh. and, uh, and my channel oh, was boy. you know uh -oh. cut down so really eh? it, yeah he's still wow. at it. yep well elite I, jerks that works well, that, that person is claiming copyright on things that he clearly does not own copyright on, but he's yeah. also claiming things that he totally legitimately does own copyright on. Yeah. Eight millimeter footage, he owns. Yeah, no I, I just how, want... No, no, no matter how pissed anyone gets that they get a takedown mm -hmm. on the eight mil footage, he, um, he owns that, and he can do that completely legitimately. And while, you know, people may get upset about that, um, that's just... The way it goes yeah. now the I, I just wanted to share i just wanted to share some of the best tunes from from those recordings i, I didn't think anyone he doesn't own those recordings Fucking no universal, i know that, but universal like, owns those hmm. universal owns so, the music uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't own so, the transfers he may own the cassette that they're on but he does yeah. not own the intellectual property that is on uh, he those. hits me pretty but hard, universal pretty hard, pretty ha universal and kiss have their eyes shut when it comes to all of this for some odd mm -hmm. reason so you know enjoy mm -hmm. it to yourself and just stop trying to share because you know, yeah. it's just not it's just not worth it all right lonnie let's get into some topics here um you know the first one i want to jump into is the <laughs> ank legacy and I'm supposed to be a Vinnie Vincent the Ankh or the Ank. 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 Um, <laughs> the Ank. Legacy. The legacy. <laughs> yeah, the legacy of the donkey. There you go. Um, and there was a good, you know, post on the FAQ by Seven Notes. Um, you know, Vinnie was in character make up for 56 shows uh from december the 27th 1982 to june the 25th 1983 that's it is that character really important to history vinnie obviously added something to the group that kept them going forward for a few years but the makeup character not so much lonnie what's your take on that hot take it is not important to the kiss legacy because the average fan the average fan doesn't know doesn't know that doesn't know that that character at all. The average fan barely even knows Vinnie Vincent was in the band. The average fan, the actual average casual fan at a Kiss concert. Now I know people watching this, and even you guys are probably like, "Oh, whatever, it's Vinnie Vincent." Like, well, that, that's people like us. A lot of people that even go to the shows don't know who Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer are, and Tommy Thayer has been in the band for the last twenty years. So the fact, so that keeping that in mind, the fact that Vinny only played so many shows in that makeup, people people would look people a lot of people would probably even look at a Kiss T-shirt with Vinny's makeup on it and think, what is that? They wouldn't even know what that character is. And I know that's going to be upsetting to a lot of the Vinny Vincent people out there, but it's the truth. So is it? It's not. It's not put on a pedestal type stuff. I'm sorry. And in the grand scheme of things, I know with the circles that we talk in with on the FAQ and people who watch this show and the, and, and the people who do this show, different story. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not. The voice of reason has spoken. It's true. <laughs> All right, Ken. What say you? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with Lonnie on that. Um, kind of, or you are with Lonnie. Yeah. There is, there is no kind of. You're in the middle. Lonnie. Get out. That's right. In the middle, get out, right. Um, yeah, to the to the diehard Kiss fans, it's it's something that you can't overlook um, and, you know, forget about, you know, or and, and why they did choose that makeup and, and Vinny and the whole story of, history and all that stuff but yeah I, I agree as far as the casual fan out there doesn't know who who's who who's behind the makeup uh of these people you know that's ace freely i mean i i hear it at every show that i go to you know oh, oh there's ace gonna you know play play that ace you're awesome i hear that i'm like oh god you know so <laughs> it's it's the same old thing um but us diehards, I think it does matter. At least to me, it matters. Um, but yeah, this, there's two halves, you know, the diehards and the casual, like you know, you were saying, Lonnie. And I agree with that. Um, so it is what it is. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. So you're not in the middle. There we go. All right, good. Lonnie's happy now. Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with the guys on this one because uh, I think the, one of the advantages that, you know, Ace and those guys had is that they had the luxury of time. You know, when they had, when they first came out, it, did, it wasn't just overnight where people became familiar with these characters. You know, it took a few albums and a few tours and then people started saying, you know, it was Spaceman and the Demon and or Star Child or whatever and associating them with these names. I mean, like you said, Vinny wasn't in barely a year in this makeup, so there was no time for anybody to kind of, you know, associate him with this character and kind of have it spread like wildfire and become a proper character. I mean, I don't even think that the Fox character got that much, you know, solid footing. I don't think. Maybe it obviously did more than the Unk, but uh, I don't think that they had the luxury of having as much time for people to get used to it and to have it etched into their minds, right? So that that's one of the things that I think give it the big, and uh, you know, negative uh, response to it. I think that the people just don't didn't have time to get used to it. Yeah, I think Lonnie nailed it in that we are kind of a special breed. You're uh, muted, Lonnie. I didn't hear that comment. Sorry, or we weren't even aware of it because Kiss was so low. <laughs> In '83, when they toured, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they weren't even aware of it. The, the tour advertisements had Ace Frehley on them, but it wasn't That's Ace. True. So a lot, a lot of people weren't even aware of it. And I mm-hmm. love Vinny. Like Julie and I were in Atlanta to meet Vinny, his first public appearance in years. I had Vinny sign my freaking leg that night. But just reality, <laughs> just let's just be real about it, though. Yeah, and. Let's let let's be real about Vinny. They distributed the promo photos of the band with Vinny in December 1982, but most local newspapers just went with what stock they already had. So he had a hard, you know, he was hard done by by that. They were still using Dynasty stock on some yeah. of the, yeah. uh, you know, ads, but there were still plenty of ads with him. But I think it's fair to say that the Fox and the Ankh are 
irrelevant in history to the wider audience than us geeks who are actually recording or watching a KISS podcast. I, I think we have more of an emotional connection with the Fox because Vinny is generally disliked for one reason or another, whether it's his behavior as witnessed in person or because they've drunk the Kool-Aid of the stories told, um, you know, about him secondhand. So Eric is gone and dead and no one's going to speak ill of the dead and the Fox and Vinny mm -hmm. is still around and doing some rather strange things at times. So to us as, as diehards, we, you know, we, we say, Oh, it's important. They were rebuilding in creatures. Um, it, 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 it's, you know, we're clutching our pearls here. Um, but the guy who's singing the words, the rock and roll all night, who owns the very best of kiss next to you at the show. Don't know shit about either of those characters, nor do they yeah, care. But, Daniel. Yeah. But, I, but I think that that goes for almost every band, you know, you have a core, core, core fan base, which is about, you know, five or 10% of the audience at an, at a, at a, at a concert, the rest are just regular. So, so I just uh, last night I watched this new documentary about Rolling Stones, and uh, and they talked about um, Charlie Watts. I think the, the, the latest one. I don't know what it's called. The, 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 you know, Martin Scorsese did one a few years mm. back. It was great. But this is a new one that's just been released this year. So I, th I thought it was interesting. But, but then I thought about it. You know, Bill Wyman, the bassist, he hasn't been in the band for decades. I don't care. Charlie Watts doesn't play the drums anymore. I don't care. As, as long as I get my, Mick Jagger on vocals, I'm good. Maybe did Keith you go to, Richards. Did you go to the need. tour? Did you go to the no, show? I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. I spent all my money on Kiss tickets. <laughs> so I'm all out of money. But but that goes for ev for me for every band uh, except Kiss. That goes for me as well. I don't really care if Charlie was just playing the drums and the Rolling Stones. I don't really care if Mick Mars is playing the guitar in Motley Crue. What? Uh, wow. Uh, That's a I hot mean, take. I mean, <laughs> but you know, Motley Crue hasn't been Motley Crue for two decades. I, I watched them in 2005. The last year they were great. After that, you know, it's just yeah, the same old, it's, same it's, old. It's interesting that Daniel says this, though, because I can see it with some bands that, you know, people kind of like look at Aerosmith and say, you know, you know, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler, as long as they're there, you know, the, the core of it yeah. is there, blah, blah, blah. Well, they, the they one... even call, they all even call uh, Joey, Tom and Brad, the other three. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the one band that I can tell you for sure, I've never heard that happen. And I don't think would ever have that happen. And they proved it because once somebody left the band or deceased from the band, they never continued. It was Rush. Rush, nobody would ever, ever say that at all. Well, you know, they were, so, Getty didn't play bass, it wouldn't matter. Are you crazy? Like, the, all three yeah. of them, you couldn't say but, that. Uh, even if, it's, if it was the original band, I wouldn't go watch Rush anyway. Well, wow. that's you, okay? <laughs> I, just, I just had to put that in. I'm sorry about that. Uh, just to get Mark's reaction. <laughs> yeah, I had to watch Mark's Mark reaction. Uh, no, so, so, you know, that's the way it goes, you know. If if you're a big fan of a band, of course it matters. And Vinny, personally to me, 
was really important. I mean, Lick It Up and Creatures of the Night are two sure. of my absolute favorite albums of yeah. all time when it comes to any band in the world. So, of course, Vinnie Vincent is important for me. But after Lick It Up, he really fast became really unimportant. I haven't listened to any of his stuff after that. And by by, by the time his, his solo band, you know, uh, went into, him. into the grave, um, <laughs> he hasn't done anything. And I just wished he, he wouldn't have come back in two. So you don't like any of the Vincent Invasion stuff? You don't like well, any of that stuff? I actually prefer his Warrior demos over his his mm. uh, albums that he released. I, I really mm. like the Warrior demos, uh, and we we talked about it a bit last time. But but you know the demos and and uh, to the Warrior demos. I, I mean they are just spectacular and and could be great songs. Uh, but uh, uh, you know it was done by 1988 or some mm. whatever whenever it was. He should just not have been in the public eye after that. Mm. So to me, important to the rest of the world, not that important. Yeah. Ken? You already asked me. Oh, this has gone on so long, this segment. I've lost I, track of I agreed with uh, Lonnie yeah, that... for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie on the first go around because he got two bites of that, Sherry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... There we are with that. You know, I I hope Vinny does do some more stuff though. You know, he he has another party coming up, but that just seems to be it. I'm gonna wait and see if there's ever any new music. I hope there is, but in terms of where he stands, I'll say this to us, and whether the people know it or not, Creatures and Lick It Up basically gave the band ten years. Yeah. Everything else was downhill from there. And they coasted mm. into having to do the reunion. So um, at least we can appreciate what yep. those two albums and his creativity brought to the band, regardless. Sure. And obviously, uh, Revenge was a, you know, a token attempt to re-grasp some of that, which completely failed because of the changing times. All right, let's move on to another topic. This one really interests me because someone posted, can, and I added, should, recent technology be used to improve hotter than hell and this has been done very recently and the best example of it is the beatles who yeah. come on if you want to put anyone up on a plateau the beatles always and forever along with the stones um but they <laughs> issued their revolver deluxe box set and they use peter jackson audio technology to separate the audio so that they could remaster and remix it um, in a way that wasn't available from the original studio tapes. Hmm. There's a lot of criticism that has historically gone on about the sound of Hotter Than Hell. We've seen Kiss allow Bob Ezrin to go back to the, I, I guess, in some cases, multi-tracks, but mixed downs and multi-tracks, because the way Bob Ezrin records means that a lot of those multi-tracks were mixed down, and that's all that remains of those, um, to fuck around with Destroyer. Um, so could or should that sort of technology be leveraged to reimagine Hotter Than Hell in some different oral universe mm. Lonnie I think it'd be you know you said could or should you know, I think it'd be interesting to see what it has the possibility of sounding like um, 
at the same time, you know, we, we've talked about this and we've talked about, about hotter than hell or, or about like unmasked and like what could be done to, to, to remaster those albums and make them sound more pleasing to us KISS fans ears. You know, I, I think it'd be interesting. Um, but at the same time, that's hotter than hell to me though, at the same time. And I don't know that outside of getting it for the first time and listening to it the first month or so, and then once the newness of it wore off, that if I was in the mood for hotter than hell, I'd go to the I'd go to this 2023, 2024 remastered version of it. Cause it wouldn't sound like hotter than hell to me. Cause I grew up with listening to Hotter Than Hell. And it would, I, I almost fear that it would sound like, I don't know, like a re-record even almost. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't sound like, I don't know, like here, like Destroyer Resurrected. When you're, when you want to listen to Destroyer and God knows Mark doesn't, but when you want to listen to <laughs> Destroyer, do you go pull out your Destroyer Resurrected or do you go pull out your 1976 version of Destroyer? Because that's what Destroyer sounds like to you. So could they? Yeah. You know, should they? Well, maybe. But once the newness of it would wear off, I, I still think that it wouldn't be hotter than hell to me. Interesting. Mic drop. Mark, what yeah. say you? What say uh, I? Yeah, 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 he brought up Resurrected and Ezrin, so that's supposed oh, yeah, to trigger well, you. To, to, well, to, to, come an, on, to start dropping. So to so answer that, there's no good reason to listen to any of the Destroyer releases. So, uh, <laughs> but in any case, uh, go and listen to Rush. Yeah. But I'll say this: that should they do it, you know, I think Lonnie has a good point. By this by this time in our Kiss listening, we are so used to the way Hotter Than Hell sounds. That's how Hotter Than Hell is in a lot of people's, you know, listening world. So, if they changed it. Like like Lonnie said, would it would it make a real big difference? Would it be one of those things where you would go back to it and continue to listen to it? Probably not, because you're so used to the original version of it. And a lot of people say, oh, I like the kind of darkness of it, the kind of dark tones to it. <clears throat> Me personally, I think that it could have done with a you know a, a remix for sure. But I would have looked at it differently. <clears throat> what I would do is wait till they do a box that includes Hotter Than Hell and include uh, the original right? Whether it's remastered or whatever, but then do a version of it that's remixed then so that people can have it in sort of a box set format. They say, okay, well, here's what they did with it when they when they changed it around. Because with the uh, with that way that P- uh, Peter Jackson did it, you can really get into the fine nitty gritty of it. And the main reason why he made that technology is because they, the, they couldn't get multi-tracks of those Beatles stuff. You know, it was hard to find those things and you couldn't pull it apart. Easily, well, it, it was for the Get Back documentary that he yeah. came up with it, so that he could isolate some of the dialogue in particular, and also get a good separation of it, the instruments that were, you know, recorded yeah. in in some pretty shitty locations, to be honest. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of people are saying that it's good technology for those times when you only had four track recording and they had like several instruments on one track to try to pull those Ooh. apart, right? So. You, you know, Hotter Than Hell doesn't have that problem because it was done on multi-track, but, you know, whether those multi-tracks are in any good condition, who knows. But, you know, it would be interesting to hear it, you know, just to hear what they would do. 
because there were so many different, you know, problems with it at the time, monitors being replaced on a daily basis, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I, I'm kind of used to it now how it is as well. You know, uh, one of the interesting comparisons I heard of it is when you listen to like an original US copy of it, and then you put on like a Japanese pressing of it, because the way the Japanese remasters usually are a little bass light, there is a little bit of an honest difference in when you listen to it that way. So you kind of get a little sneak peek of how it could be if they did do a little bit of an alteration on it sonically. Now, whether you like that or not, uh, you know, that's everybody's different choice in that matter. But I I don't know. I, I think that if you're going to do that, keep it for like a box set situation. Otherwise, I think most people are happy with the way Hotter Than Hell is now. We're, we're certainly used to it, that's for sure. Yeah, the P33Cs, again, for the Japanese audio, they're mastered quieter, and they also have that additional breadth to them. That's probably why they still remain my go-tos, you know, and they were all issued in 86. So uh, AI and some of the data, your AI audio is only as good as the data sets that have been fed into it. What do you feed into it to be a data set for Hotter Than Hell? You've only got the sounds of the first album. You can't yeah. teach it how to separate those sounds using Love Gun, which is completely different sonics and a, a completely different signature. So you can't feed it that. Otherwise, it's going to be false data. And one thing, too, that if you want to really nitpick, if you want to have an idea of what it could sound like, if I'm not mistaken, they did re-record Hotter Than Hell for Sonic Boom on that extra disc oh, of those re-records. Please, no. So I mean, but but there's an example of how yeah. Was last time you to listen to that? Yeah, that that's how it could sound if it was maybe remixed or redone again. So there you go. No, false equivalency no. there. Completely false <laughs> equivalency. There there is no comparing that that 2000. What is the last time anyone here listened to that 2007 right. recording? I can't even remember. Long yeah. time ago. Yeah. All right, Daniel. So could or should it be uh, uh, redone? You know, it, it will be kind of fun to hear, but uh, I say leave it alone. Uh, the people who likes it, they they won't listen to any other recording. If I want to listen to a different kind of harder than hell, I go to a live recording from the Revenge Tour. I think that's that's more mm -hmm. fun than than hearing them trying to making the the album sounding like up to date. You just can, you can go to creatures. I mean, they did the half half speed version. They they did the remaster, and still people claim that the 1997 version is the 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 best sounding one. So I don't know if you can do that much. I mean, some people will like a, a new version of it. Some people will go to the old version. Why bother? Do something else instead. Yeah, because it costs money. I, I just want to inject before I go to Ken. Um, the Revolver, I deleted that off my iPhone already. That abomination. Really? I have the the CD, the CD version. <laughs> Again, it's like Destroyer Resurrected to me. I don't like its difference. It was mm. fine as a chalk key. So say as a bonus item in a box would be perfectly fine. You know, mm. it's an amuse bouche and something to be quickly consumed and disposed of. Um, but I don't want that to be, you know, it, it, it's revisionist. I, again, it goes back to my interpretation of AI and data sets that you just can't 
do it without having some sort of bias come into it um, and, and change what the original in, intent was. Would it be amusing to listen to? Yeah, and maybe they could sell some copies. Um, but I, I, I'm going back to listen to my original version of Revolver that's been on my iPhone forever because mm-hmm. that's what this old brain's used to. Ken? Yeah, I'm kind of with uh, Mark on that about the because I kind of thought yeah the box set they could have could do something they're gonna do it do it on there it's a, an additional selling point you know yeah. to try to sell it um, and if they are able to do it and they actually separate out the instruments and 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 try to remaster it uh, or remix it that is um, I'd I'd have them have uh, Eddie Kramer do the remixing and see what he can do with it. You know, uh, we, we hear something like, um, like the, the, the current demo that, you know, nothing to lose demo. And I, yeah, I've listened to nothing to lose a million times on the first album and uh, live. And I like that new demo, but better than the, what anything else I've heard. So, because it has context, maybe, but uh, I had never heard it before, and it's like, oh, it's pretty good. So, maybe, yeah, it's going to sound different, obviously, um, in some ways, Uh, but it's the still same recording. But if they can make it just that chance of that possibility of making it more, you know, less tinny on the drums or whatever. you know, I'd, I, I'm all for it, for them at least trying to do it. Well, there we go. A bunch of different opinions. So, you know, I'd be all, I'd, I'd give it a listen. You game for, you know, to give it a, a spin. All right. Let's, let's go into Daniel? two other things. Hey, Daniel, has not I just yeah. like to say, you, you'd give it one spin. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they throw right. it away. Did I skip you, Daniel? No, 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 no. no. Continue. He just had a comment. Okay. What, did you raise your hand like in school? I meant one spin. That's it for the new version. Then you go back to the old version. (laughs) He deleted it off his phone. Yeah. I'm a Luddite. I'm old-fashioned. All right. So there's been a couple of other video things that have been uh, pumped out this week. Number one is uh, Bruce Kulik and Lisa Lane Kulik. Did a cover of Snow for the Christmas song for this year. And the Spinning Gold trailer. Mm-hmm. Looks like that's cool. happening next year. I am going to that. I am announcing Ooh. I will go and drop my money to go see that in the cinema. Excuse me, there's one in San Francisco. To hear the music that is the soundtrack to Casablanca. <laughs> I love the Casablanca catalog. <laughs> there's so much good shit there. Um Lonnie, did you by chance to see either of those? I did see those. I didn't know about this okay. nothing to lose thing. <laughs> job that takes up all my time. But, it's really bugging him now, I can tell. I, I went and downloaded it. I listened to it here in Multitasking. a few minutes. I am. Um, I, I like that Bruce does this every year, and I think that's kind of fun that Bruce just does this fun little Christmas thing with his wife every year. Um, it just makes Bruce just that much more likable and that much more human. Um, 
is it is it you know guitar shredding rock and roll no it never is but i, I just think it's it's um it's just nice it, it's 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 really, it's really just encompasses what bruce kulik really is Class. um yeah so i i think it's cool that bruce does things like this all does does this every year and you know he has like his pancake recipes that he shares <laughs> yeah. and that um Ooh, pancakes eh? right and oh I, yeah but I, I just think it, like you guys said, it just makes Bruce that much more human and just kind of just shows like a lot of just who he really is. So I think, I think it's, you know, he's, he's not doing it to make money. He's just doing it basically to, to do something with his life and to do something fun for the fans for Christmas. So I think that's, I think that's cool because he's not, he's not trying yeah. to profit off it. He's just doing it for fun. Do you remember those little uh, avatars back in the 90s and 80s? Give the gift of music. Bruce mm, Kulik kind of. does. Yeah, he continue, He continues yeah. to do that. Daniel. Yeah, um, I always liked Bruce's playing on records. Uh, I always liked his loyalty to the band. He's like the perfect studio musici musician. <clears throat> but these kind, of, this kind of stuff, I, I don't really care for. I mean, I think it's almost embarrassing when they do this kind of stuff. I haven't seen this one, <laughs> I have to say. But but, but I think uh, trying to I don't know. You can you can say it like Lonnie. Oh, he's a good guy. He's, but I don't want the good guy. I want the guitar monster Bruce Kulick. I want him to record, you know, a cover of some old Led Zeppelin song or a Who song or his take on a Motley Crue song or something. Something where he can show off his talent, his guitar talent. That's what's made him Bruce Kulick in the band. That's what's made him special. This this kind of stuff is just boring as hell. Boring as wow. hell. Daniel Scrooge. Humbug. <laughs> but you know, it's been done for so many years, decades. I remember Humbug. when Twisted Sister released a whole record of this kind of sh mm, yeah, crap. That's a little much. You know, uh, going all the way and trying to, you know, make money from Christmas. Fatten their wallets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 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 that was the first time when I really got, you know, fed up with this kind of stuff, and <laughs> and, and and they still do it to this day. And it's I'm the opposite. It's like the opposite of rock and roll. You won't know it should be rebellious. It should be heavy. It should be but exciting. And then you then you record. Then yes, he's trying to get some sort of attention. And the pancake stuff, I won't even get into that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? That's so embarrassing. I mean, and unfortunately, Bruce is maybe the best guitarist ever in Kiss, but he's the most boring guy in Kiss as well. I just have to say it. I have to be honest. Just have a look at the latest uh, video from Andrew Skimbetti when he, you know, rise to it. Great video. Great job, Andrew. And then he tries to give Bruce a segment when he talks about glasses, inflatable glasses or whatever it is. And it's boring as hell for one minute. I say, edit that out in the next version. Andrew. So, so unfortunately, wow. yeah, but Bruce is great, but he shouldn't be doing this kind of boring old man stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, something cool. something must have happened up in Sweden. He is an old man. Sweden <laughs> is the yeah, whole of the uh, But it, but you mean releasing Christmas <laughs> songs? You're a rock and roller. Come on, come on. Man. Oh, come on, Daniel. You you pay. live up in the home of the reindeer up in Sweden. Yeah. Where they the eat the fucking spirit. reindeer up there. They don't worship them. <laughs> yeah, but they kill them. It, it's it's, <laughs> it's where dead. the Christmas spirit lives, Daniel. Come on. Yeah, no. we shoot the fucking reindeer and we eat them. <laughs> Rudolph. Oh. Wow. What are your, daughter, what are your, what are your daughters getting for Christmas, Daniel? Reindeer's steak. Kiss tickets. And then kiss tickets. Yeah. Now, but I think it's embarrassing. The I Rudolph ribeye. <laughs> Bottom line, Bruce should be playing rock and roll, not Christmas songs. It's embarrassing. Ken, what say you? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Weren't there two subjects? There was Bruce and what was the other one, Julian? Spitting Gold. The uh, spitting okay, gold. I'll go to Spitting Gold. I will go to Spitting Gold though too. I, I didn't even spitting get gold. there, but but that's 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 looks like something that can be kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Bruce thing. I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, it I love Christmas music. reminds me of the old Swedish Volvo ad. Let's go for a drive in the Volvo, have a crash. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Uh, and pancakes are okay today. It's, you know, it's all right. Um, you know, Paul makes pizzas, too. So it's always yeah. uh, Do you enjoy those videos? Don't, don't bring... I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy them very much. Don't even oh mention God. the pizzas in front of Daniel. No. <laughs> all right. So spinning gold... <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to, and maybe I I might like Julian and go to the theater and actually pay for it. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting at least seeing the story and see how you know accurate this may or may not be. Um, not what? Not. Yeah, it's probably not very accurate. I'm sure it's a lot of yeah. things we're going to go. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Kiss. No, that didn't do that. And. It's yeah, cool, you're gonna have fucking Delic and Gladys Knight and the Pips and Don, you know the whole shebang. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. I don't Captain, think it's gonna be don't much. Don't forget Captain and Tennille. Oh yeah, they are there, there for a while. I like Cher. Captain and Tennille. And uh, yeah, they should. Yeah, Cher was there for a while too. Parliament, so, Funkadelic, Parliament. Yep, Parliament, Funkadelic. Max so, Smith. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of artists that they signed. Um, Player was on the label for a short period of time too. Yeah, um, Cas- Casablanca <laughs> bought all these freaking labels: Chocolate City, Oasis, which Donna Summer came from, uh, Millennium, all sorts of shit. So, I mean, yeah. Wildflowers, the jazz series is pretty legendary as well. There, there's so much to that story, but. It looks fun. I didn't go see Detroit Rock City in the cinema. I've never seen any Kiss shit in the cinema. Uh, yeah. Probably running out of time. I'm just going to say, uh, I was thinking, you know, if I go to it, it's probably going to be the, about the same amount of people as there were when Detroit Rock City was out. Because there was only, yeah, it was, a, it was a handful, right? A handful of people. And it's probably going to be a handful again. Oh. Yeah, but we'll be singing along to probably that whole soundtrack, you know, village yeah. people, all of that stuff. Yeah, the village people, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, oh, man. I mean, it is the music. Sing Macho Man. Yeah, except from the Kiss makeup. It looks kind of cool. 
Mm. Yeah, there's some CGI stuff that looks a bit cheesy, but you know what? I'm down with that. If the the story's interesting, I mean, there's not a lot of people who are going to know the truth. So there might be like one guy like me who's sitting in there going, no, Neil Bogart actually was doing this in 1963. Uh, You know. Yeah. Is it going to be entertaining? Oh, yeah. That's all you care about. Yeah, those casual fans are going to go there and they're going to look at that Gene Simmons makeup like, oh, it's Gene Simmons. <laughs> no, they're, you know, they're, but it's they're like, not even going to do that. It's going to be Mr. Bogart, here are your drugs. They're not even going to know. Like the blue well, Stella makeup was terrible. Oh, my Lord. So. All right. One more topic before we go. Yeah. And let's see what we have left on this list. That's probably quick. No fucking no, no fucking pancakes. Okay, uh, I think we have to do a cooking show with Dan. Well, actually, Daniel, Daniel used to have some cool videos up of him cooking out while camping. Um, all right, what's on your Christmas list this year? You know, and, and and it can be something that you actually have maybe already gotten, like your tickets to take your daughters to the. You're gonna take your kids to the show. That sounds like a pretty freaking good Christmas yeah, present cool. to me because you're gonna share something that's been important to you for a very long time with your progeny. Yeah, I think that's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, they have heard some Kiss music through the years. They've, you know? they've walked in on <laughs> our know, shows. They know they know a song or two, and they walked in on the shows and. They know more songs than the average man, so to speak. So uh, I think they will enjoy it, actually. I think they will like it. And, uh, you know, you heard all about uh, people, uh, the fathers uh, uh, bringing their kids to the show. I didn't think I would get there. But since they were keeping this tour on going for so long, my kids, you know, you know, they grew up. And uh, now's the time. Now's the time to to show. Now they're them old what enough to see about. a seventy-year-old man slap his ass. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't look seventy. I mean, it was like the, the last time home. I watched. Last time I saw them live was like I don't know, last year or was it this year? Well, it wasn't that long ago. And my girlfriend said, "Is that Paul Stanley or is that a stand-in?" He looks way too young for Paul Stanley. I mean, he's running around. Thinking. It still brings it, at least the physicality yeah. of it. It's just he needs some help with some other stuff. But I'm all with that. So I'll enjoy the, those two shows. And uh, we'll talk about them when mm. it comes to, to that. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the show with your family. I can't wait to do a review <laughs> show of uh, that experience with you. Mark, what's on your Christmas list this year other than world peace? <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I I think mainly I'm I've always been one of these guys who collects the vinyl and the things. I'm not really like a collector of other things from Kiss stuff, but I I think though I'm gonna finally finally pull the trigger and get probably that destroyer box that I didn't get it. I'd ordered it before, yes. and when when I did order it originally, I sent it back because they tried to ding me with sixty dollars of like customs fees and stuff, and I said fuck it, I didn't want it then, so. I think I'll probably try to get a cheaper version off of Amazon or something and grab a copy because I, I would like to have it in there if just for some of the other things in there, like those Gotham newspaper bits and that are really interesting to read and stuff like that. So it's worth getting, I think, just for that. And eventually I'd like to get the Creatures one as well. I mean, I have everything else from it 
just not the actual box set. So I got all the vinyl and this and that. So it, it is a great set to have. So I, I really do want to get that stuff. And yeah, there you go. There it is. Solid and, gold. Solid yeah, gold, baby. Exactly. That's what that's the one of the main things I want to get because of the box set, right? So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to finally getting down and grabbing a copy of those because, you know, so many other things happened in between this year that kind of prevented certain things to get done. So now that this year is kind of coming to an end and I finally got my vinyl taken care of and so on and so forth, I can focus on that now. Good. Lonnie, what's going to be under your Bengals-themed Christmas tree? Um, playoff <laughs> would victories. you like to be there? Playoff victories? Um, no. <laughs> Who did? I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I guess my, my Christmas list includes that I hope they continue with these um, off the soundboard releases mm. that that they've done. Um, I would really like to see those continue. Um, you know, they they've done, you know, a reunion one. They've done like one from the seventies. They've done, you know, a couple different versions of the band. I'd really like to see them dig a little bit deeper on these, um, and go for some unmasked versions of the band type type things. Either it's from the from the early eighties, the Lick It Up period, or or late 80s with uh, Hot in the Shade, or early 90s with Revenge, um, okay. and and not ignore that period of the band. Um, everything, every every release uh, seem every release always seems to be. Excuse me. Jesus, seems to be. <laughs> was That's not the first time. <laughs> seems to be. You know, original lineup in the 70s or post reunion. So I really would like them to see them harness in. I'm not saying like multiple releases. Just just give me something from in between so, 1980 and 1996. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice theme. Give me more. Agreed. Hmm. Give me that. Ken. Yeah. Um, one thing about Lonnie is I thought he said revenge, you know, like a soundboard. I thought I, I hope they recorded the club San uh, soundboard, like San Francisco. Yeah, San, the San Francisco Stone one. Opponent. I hope they had, they recorded that. Um, but who knows? But uh, that would be fantastic if they did that and released it. That was not Stone Pony. That was just the Stone, yeah. right? That was the Stone. It yeah, it's the called stone. the Stone. Okay. stone. Which stone I think it was, originally was called the Keystone before the Stone. I think. I think. But anyway, um, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, maybe a, a summer shed tour next next year uh, uh, out here. Maybe you can come to, you know, near me. Are you still uh, going to be I, touring? I would definitely go. I think I really do think they're going to play some U.S. days in the summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> August, September. That's my guess. That's just me. That's just a wild guess. I don't know anything. Look at all those Euro dates that have been announced. You know, mm -hmm. that's just uh, June and July. There's like, a lot more of the year. They, they, yeah, they they end very curiously where the last date is. They've They're done sure. that before. There's just like plenty that. of time to come back and do uh, a late summer run. Yeah, I think they'll do one more little run of some other, you know, amphitheaters and things that they may have not uh, gone back to yet. So I'd like to do that. Christmas list. Yeah, I'd actually be down to Ken's last suggestion there of uh, them coming back our way. I'd like to see all the Northern Californian folk again at the KISS show and commune properly at the Electric Church. Um, 
But I think for me, I'm going to be selfish. I would just like to freaking well complete successfully Mask Hysteria. Um, And, you know. uh, We're looking forward to that. Kiss on Tour Volume 2 is done. I'm still trying to work out the cover image issue. Um, Haven't found anything yet to use, so that is done. And I'm working on Aerosmith Volume 2. I think for this Christmas, though, you know, I'm just happy to be here. You know, to continue doing podcasts, getting together with friends week in and week out to talk about the band that I love. You know, that is my Christmas wish. It's something that continues, whether I'm watching Three Sides, whether Podkiss drops the occasional episode, um, which are far too infrequent, Ken. You still got a lot to say, buddy. You got a lot to say. Um, you know. But Julian, I thought you would drop that, uh, you know, that early tape of, of uh, Lani that you mentioned today. <laughs> that would have been cool to, like a segment when, when, when we ended, a segment of Lani testing his mic the first time. <laughs> yeah, need to do That's that. a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's better suited for next January. It's just a um, baby. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the context for that was I was looking for some video. I think I already mentioned this earlier on. Um, and I actually found Lonnie's uh, kind of tech check before we did our first ever episode with him. And we'd done a couple episodes before that because the original, the first show was Daniel, me, um, Alex, and Nigel. Yeah, and then we had Jay Richter um, did quite mm-hmm. a few of the early yeah, episodes. Yeah, Jay was a lot early on. And then there was Sean mm-hmm. as well. But I also found the audition um, that, um, what was C? did uh, the south american chap um so you know they're the kiss faq podcast is going into its ninth year next year crazy you know three sides has celebrated some milestones this year ages of rock celebrated some milestones uh decibel geek every episode is a milestone you know um uh michael butler the rock world geek podcast you know a lot of these shows have been around for a long time and i find that we're now up in that same sort of ballpark we've done a lot of episodes we've had a Mm. lot of really good times doing this mark came down to rock and pod that first year lonnie was there Mm -hmm. you know we've gotten together daniel i've not met you in person yet and they're gonna have to change that uh Because if you buy that, a ticket, Daniel, if you buy a ticket for Julian, yeah, you can get one of the so. tickets for Dalhalla in Sweden. If you come over, <laughs> I I would so love to go to Sweden and see the shows. Yeah. I just I, I just don't see it happening with my family commitments and you know what's going on. But getting back to Christmas, you know, we're at it's it's the twenty second today. I I do want to wish on behalf of everyone a very merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah to those who are observing. You know, happy holidays. <laughs> Whatever you do, just be happy. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for your support this year. We're gonna do a wrap up next episode. We're gonna go live. Uh, give you fair warning. Same time, same bat channel that we drop this episode, which is four p.m.s on Thursday. Come on share the best of your year whether it's a three sides episode i don't care we don't edit or censor anything if it's kiss related what was the best part of your year in 2022 share it with the rest of the kiss army maybe you'll turn someone on to checking something out that they haven't seen yet or listening to something was it completely not kiss kiss did not do anything for you this year but you went to the aerosmith residency you know whatever what was the best of 2020 for uh, 2022 for all of our listeners on this podcast? But for now, 
from Lonnie, Mark, Daniel, and myself, Ken and myself. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week live and in color. Not from New York. You're black and white. Well, we can be. I can, I can fuck up the tech very easy. All right, that's it. We're out. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.